she's everyone that's from this area will definitely know Antoinette. She plays a big role in all of the fellowships and in different groups in this area. Um, Antoinette has been into into Torah into the way since 1998, and that was also the first time that she's been keeping feasts and and been doing many and mighty works for the Father and for the kingdom in that. So um, we're really blessed that she's here, and I know that you guys will be blessed listening to her as well. So. That is who Antoinette is, and enjoy it. All right. Baruch Hashem. Um, I would just like each and every one of us to turn our focus a little bit away from all the questions and everything that is in our minds and things that we want to know and things that we want to learn and the knowledge that we gather unto ourselves which is so great and it's a marvel and it's wonderful to sit at the feet of the teachers and to glean from them and learn from them but I want to ask you now, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, that you will just set your focus upon Him. That you will set your focus upon Yud Hey Vav Hey, the great I am that I am, the creator of all things, the one who created each one of us in His image, in His likeness, the one who gave us life in his son, Yeshua the Messiah, the one who gave us the instruction manual on how to live, how to worship him, how to honor him, how to find our identity in him and through him and of him. Because he is the beginning and the end of all things. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Without him, we can accomplish nothing. Even when people are outside of him, it is by his mercy and his grace and his love, his covenant love, his wondrous love and compassion that he allows them to be who they are. And therefore, I just, I just felt while I was just preparing for this day that let us just tune into him. And I found a song that really just speaks about him, the great I am. So if you would just close your eyes, drink in who he is, and drink from the fountain of life that is in our midst, Yeshua HaMashiach, the power of His Holy Spirit that is here in this place today at this hour to meet with each and every one of you because you were handpicked. You were handpicked to come this day. You were handpicked by the Father Himself. You were handpicked by Him to come and to learn and to glean from one another because you are all a fountain of life. If you have Him in you, you have the fountain of life in you. And as we move amongst one another, let us glean from one another. Let us learn from one another. Let us grow, even as Zach told us, that we will continue to learn learn and continue to gather knowledge and to continue to gather understanding. Even in my own life at this very hour, the Father is challenging me about a woman in Torah and what a woman in Torah should look like. So my journey with him will be far different uh, when I meet with you again than what it is now.
So let us just place our focus upon him at this hour. Abba, we just thank you in the name of Yeshua that we are in this place at this time. We thank you, Father, that you've come to meet with us. It is an appointed time. This, your Shabbat, you meet with your people. You come, O oh Father, when we turn our focus away from all the things that keep us toiling during the week. You have set a day apart where we can come and set our focus upon you. We can gaze upon you, Father, and where we are reminded that it's all about you. It's all about you, yud hey vav hey. It's all about our creator who created us. Father, in order that you can have fellowship with us, a relationship, a walk with us, that you can meet with us in the cool of the day, that you can speak tenderly to our hearts and that we will listen. And as we hear your voice, that we will be obedient that we will, O oh Father, it will be our delight to be obedient to you. It will be a delight for us because your ways are perfect. They are not a heavy burden. They are not burdensome, Father. They are a delight. And as David, we declare together as your people, I delight to do your will, O oh Yahweh, my Elohim. Thank you, Abba. We want to glorify you and magnify you in this place. In Yeshua. Amen.
Stand up and glorify him and magnify him, the great I am that I am, in your own words. And you will lift up your hands to him and glorify him. And we worship you and bow down and say, Blessed art thou, O Yahweh, King of the universe. Great I am that I am. Amen. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, For me, um, this weekend marks a profoundly significant time for what is to be established and moved into for what is to come. We are to take the necessary steps to ensure that the divine order of Yahweh our Elohim is established again in the earth by returning to that order so that the people of Elohim may know that he is who he says he is and we are who he says we are because of his great love and of his majestic power and of his sovereign rule. And therefore I want to take you to the book of Isaiah, um, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3, and we read, And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up, or let us return to the mountain of Yahweh to the house of the Elohim of Jacob, and let him teach us his ways, and let us walk in his paths. For out of Zion comes forth the law, or the Torah, and the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem. Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Thus said Yahweh, stand in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths 
where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for yourselves. But they said, we do not walk in it. It is my prayer in this day that we in this place, each one of us in this place, will not be part of a people who say, we do not walk in it. But together, corporately, in one accord, that we will say in this day, we will walk in it. Because we know in it is the very essence of life itself. We will obey because of the words spoken by the one we love with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength and our mind. So I pray that everyone here will not say, but I have made that decision, but that they will say again, his ways and his laws are perfect. And therefore, I will no longer walk in compromise. I will no longer walk in lukewarmness. I will walk with a steadfast walk and I will fulfill that which he has spoken, not by the mouth of man, but by the mouth of the great I am that I am. And that we will take his words to the people who are hungry and who are dying so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let us just pray once again, Yahweh, we come to you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah. And today in this place, we declare your majesty and your great power. We declare, O oh Father, that you rule and you reign supremely in this place and in the earth, and blessed is your name above every other name. For at the name of Yahweh, at the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you are Echad One. And Father, I pray at this very moment that as I speak your words, Father, that I believe that you, O oh Father, have birthed within my heart. I pray that your Ruach HaKodesh will take over and take control, that there's none of me and all of you. I pray, O oh Father, that my words and the message may drop as rain and my speech distill as dew, O oh Father. I pray, O oh Father, that it will be like rain upon the tender grass and the showers upon the herb. For I pray, O oh Father, that from this place we will proclaim your name and your presence, O oh Father, and concede and describe greatness to our Elohim. For you are, O oh Yahweh, the rock of our salvation. Your work is perfect. For all your ways, O Yahweh, and your law, O Father, your ways are law and justice. You are an Elohim of faithfulness. 
without breach, O Father, or deviation. Just and right are you, slow to anger, easy to forgive, full of rachamim and compassion and understanding for your people who are desperately seeking to find their way in a world filled with chaos and abomination and profanity and evil and it is on the increase and it is rising and rearing its ugly head more than ever before. So it is my prayer, my Elohim, that the rain of your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit, will fall upon the hearts of your people. And I pray that you will saturate them with the power of your Holy Spirit. And that each one, O oh Father, that is in desperate need of healing and restoration and refreshing and reviving will receive it in this day. I pray that your Ruach HaKodesh will enter into the very depths of our being and pour forth, O oh Father, into us the showers of truth from your word so that we may go from here and not keep this truth that we have received even as your servant spoke, O Father, and he gave us all the things and the right rulings within the word, that we will not keep it to ourselves, that we will not keep this wonder that we have received of the truth of your word and your ways and your feasts and the celebrations and the appointed times and your son, Yeshua, and the life that he gave us and keep it for ourselves but we will take it to a hungry people who are ready to receive. I pray this day that we will return again today in body, mind, spirit, and soul to your paths and your ways, Hashem, and that we will walk therein. We will live it, Father. And I pray that we will follow after Yeshua, our Messiah, and live according to your instructions. Restore us in body, mind, spirit, and soul, that we may walk before you as kings and priests and prophets, O Father, and bring glory to your great name. Restore our families and our loved ones, in your great love, Yeshua. Bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted. Heal the sick and the weary as you did. Do it in our day. Let signs and wonders and miracles take place that they may know that you are the great I am. Restore our homes, O Yahweh, to become the sanctuary where people can grow into complete maturity and character in you to live their lives in a godly manner, in a set-apart way, that we will no longer look like the world, sound like the world, but that we will truly be a people set apart for you. I thank you, Father. I praise you for this time that you restore our identity 
in you, O Father. That we will become men and women who live out their identity and their destiny in you, in your Son, anchored in him by the powerful working of your Holy Spirit. Anoint us again as your called out ones, Father, to establish in the earth your authority and to establish in the earth your order in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen. It is my prayer that this weekend that a mighty awakening will take place in each heart to return to the word and the ways of Yahweh as it was in the beginning. That we will once again say, Father, root us and anchor us in the truth of your word so that we, O oh Father, can be your kings and your priests and your prophets as they were of old. And that we will be willing to make the sacrifice no matter what it takes, no matter what it requires of us in order to walk in a way that is pleasing in his sight and to live our lives according to the instruction manual that was given to us by his servant Moses and others after him. To regain a passion for the kingdom, for the house of Hashem, that the fire of his Holy Spirit will come and ignite in, ignite in us a zeal, a zealousness for our Father's house. This is my prayer. Because all over the world, the prophets, the true prophets of Hashem, is in one accord that the time has come for an exodus to take place on a far greater scale than people believe that has taken place. Now I'm not talking about that greater exodus. This exodus that I'm speaking about is one that I feel it's an exodus that leads people out of rebellion, out of sin and pride, out of the hard-headedness and the stubbornness and the denying that he is the one and only true Elohim and they desperately need him out of evil through fasting and humility and repentance and crying out to Yahweh for deliverance and then to lead people into that which he has designed and purposed and planned for them to live out their destiny in Messiah Yeshua. Because when we study the scriptures, we see whenever there was a mountaintop experience or whenever the Father wanted to speak with these people face to face, he led them onto the mountaintop. He led them to come to him where they could clearly hear his voice and understand what he is saying to them at a given hour, what they needed to do. 
And then from out of that face-to-face -face encounter with him, they could go and do what he commanded and what he instructed. When Moses went up onto Mount Sinai to meet with him face to face, he received the instruction manual on how to live a lifestyle of set-apartness unto Yahweh. He received the words, the very words of Elohim himself for the peoples, instructing them how to walk in a way that is pleasing to him and to him alone. A way that would command a blessing upon them as the Father desires to bless his people. And that nations could see that he is the one and only true Elohim. And when Elijah went up onto the mountain or to Mount Carmel, what do we see? We read about the power of Yahweh demonstrated in an awesome way when he destroyed the power of wickedness in the sight of the people. Elijah cried out to Elohim. If we look in 1 Kings 18, verse 36 and 37, you can quickly page through your Bibles just to make sure that I'm speaking truth from Elohim's word and I am not just speaking my own words here. In 1 Kings 18, verse 36 and 37, we see Elijah crying out, Yahweh Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today, you are Elohim in Israel, and I, your servant, have done all these matters by your word. Answer me, O Yahweh. Answer me and let this people know that you are Yahweh Elohim, and you shall turn their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of Yahweh fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Are we willing to do whatever it takes to see the hearts of people turn back to him? Are we willing to make the sacrifice? Are we willing to surrender to him, to allow him to mold us into his image, into his likeness, and to teach us his ways, and teach us the truth, and then take it to the people? But it took fire from heaven for a people to acknowledge the great and awesome power of the almighty Elohim. Because just in verse 21, what happened? Elijah spoke to the people, he said to them, how long will you halt and limp between two opinions? If Yahweh is Elohim, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. And this is what is coming to the people and the body of Messiah at this very moment. If the world is your Elohim, follow the ways of the world. 
If Yud Hei is your Elohim, follow his ways and his instructions and do what he commands because therein is life everlasting and life abundantly. Choose again today. If you are for Baal, serve him, foreign gods. If you want to serve the one and only two Elohim, get rid of everything that is contradictory to what his word says. He's written his spoken word. Get rid of it. It's only after fire fell from heaven that the people declared and they said, Yahweh, he is Elohim. Yahweh, he is Elohim. It is my prayer that each one of us will get up this day and declare, he is my Elohim. And in his son, I will glorify his name and do all that is written in his word. And his ways are perfect. And his words are perfect. And his laws are perfect. And me and my house, we will serve him in the way that is pleasing in his sight non-compromising. When we go up to Elohim and meet with him face to face, who knows what will happen? I believe, I said it years ago in Parliament, at the closing of Parliament in Mapumalanga in Nelspreit, I said it years ago, about 25 years ago, I said, if the leaders of this country will go up to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and seek the face of the great I am, we will see revival in this land. It is years after that, and I say it again, if the people will go up to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and seek him, then we will see revival in this land. We will see revival in the world because if we have a face, a true face-to-face -face encounter with the living Elohim, we will never be the same and we can never take the same message to the people again. We will live it, we will speak it, we will be it, because his life essence is within us. We will portray the very character of the one whom we say we love with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. We will walk as Yeshua did. We will follow in his footsteps. He is our Jewish Messiah. And wherever he leads, we will follow. We will not question anymore. We will not ask all these questions. We will receive the answers from his word and we will live it. And we will rejoice in it. Because in it is life and life 
abundantly. Oh, the joy of serving the creator of heaven and earth. What joy, what gladness. We should all be singing and dancing unto our king this very moment. We should get up and dance before him and celebrate for what he has given us. A master plan. We should rejoice in him and be glad in him. Have simcha and gila. Because he lives. He lives. And he reigns upon the face of the earth. Yeshua going up to the Mount of Olives. In his great love and mercy, poured out his very own blood to restore mankind in body, mind, and spirit so that they could walk before him a redeemed people, a holy nation, a peculiar people like none other. But although the perfect work has been done, and it has been completed. And Yeshua himself said, it is finished. He poured out his mercy. He poured out his love. He poured out his very life blood for us. And he said, it is finished. But although he said it, many are suffering. Even there might be people in this place that are suffering. Many are broken. Many are drenched in fleshly habits. Fleshly habits that they cannot get rid of. And locked, others are locked in dark trenches, slaves of sin. Let us, while it is yet day, return to our Elohim and his heart, obeying him with everything that is within us, in order that we can have life and have revival. It is good for a people to pray. It is good for crowds to come together and to pray and to bow the knee. It is good. But unless we implement his laws and his ways and his word and his mercy and his grace and his loving kindness in the way that he demonstrated it to us, in the way that Yeshua walked it out, we will not see revival. Unless his order is restored, there will not be a revival. There will not be a pouring out of the Ruach HaKodesh in the latter day. So the sooner we fall in line with his rhythm and with his ways, the sooner we will see restoration take place. It begins with the voice of our Elohim, calling us to him, and he's calling us to himself more than ever before. It is a call to walk in righteousness and to do things his way. By entering into his cycle of sanctification, purification, and cleansing. What is this yearly cycle that he gave us of his feast? It is a feast. It's a cycle of purification, a cycle of restoration, a cycle of healing, a cycle
cycle of deliverance. It is a cycle of righteousness, of cleansing and purification to become more like him. Why are we still entering into the things that are not of him? Why are we still celebrating and doing things that is not of him? When we know, when we enter into the cycle, we enter into a master restoration plan, a masterful healing plan for his people. That will restore our people and turn their hearts to him, starting with us in this place, our families. This is the heart of our Elohim, the family. And this is what I want to share with you in this time, taking us right back to where it began in the beginning. When we go back to the beginning, we see that before Elohim created all things, there was a formless mess and chaos. There was nothing. But when his voice came forth, then life began. So returning to the word of Elohim, life will come forth. And this is my prayer. Because all the majority of people who wants to be blessed by Elohim, the majority of people desire in all sincerity of heart to be blessed by him, I desire it. Father, bless me so I can be a blessing. Bless me so I can be a blessing to my brother and my sister and walk the extra mile. Run after the one that is lonely and weary and hungry. Father, bless me. Give me the capacity of who you are so that I can reach out to the lowly. I can reach out to the downtrodden. I can reach out to the one who has no hope and lift him up to you so that your name can be glorified and magnified. So the people desire to be blessed. They all quote Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. And they speak it, declaring it over their lives, over their children, over their family, over their marriages and their finances and their relationship. Yet most of them never see the promises fulfilled. They become disillusioned with life, with God, with the word, with the church and other believers, as though the fulfillment of those promises rests entirely on others and has nothing to do with their own lifestyle and the decisions that they make. This weekend should mark a great returning to what the Father declares in his word by making a conscious and a deliberate decision to inherit the blessings and the blessed life in him by taking the necessary steps to enlist in the end time battle plan of Elohim to restore the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. 
to restore the truth of his word in the hearts of men, women, and children. For the Father says in Joel 2, 11, A and B, for Yahweh, it's, it's, oh, it is written, excuse me, it's written in Joel 2, 11, A and B, for Yahweh is giving forth his voice before his army, and mighty is the doer of his word. Unless we do his words, we will become like those who dream of a life restored, but they will not find it. The end time restoration plan of Elohim is to, store, to restore us to our biblical heritage. To defeat the spiritual and religious bondage in order that we may walk in right standing with him, set free from error and religion by re-establishing truth from his Torah, from his word, from the very beginning, and live it out in word and deed. There is a great end time struggle, even in this Torah movement, true to Torah, Coming back to Torah, new to Torah. There's a battle between truth and error encroaching upon Elohim's people. And only by returning to the word, studying the word, reading the word, eating the word, loving the word, the unadulterated truth of the word, and submitting to the power of his Holy Spirit to complete the work that he has begun in us, will we see restoration and healing come forth. Now I want to share with you restoring truth and restoring his word begins with the story, restoring the hearts of the men so that they can build a solid foundation in the community, in their homes, in the businesses, in the world, wherever Elohim takes them or plants them. It is for the men to get up and say, we repent of being complacent. We repent of being passive. We repent of doing nothing. And we take up our rightful position and our place in the house of Elohim. We repent of being hard-headed and stubborn. And we step up into our position that was given by the creator of heaven and earth. We answer the call to restore the heart's of the children unto the fathers, to restore what the enemy has stolen, to, to build a solid foundation whereby a people can live according to the word of Elohim. Restoring the woman in their rightful place and their position in the home, in the community, 
in society, enabling them to impart emotional security and love to their children. And it is for the woman to say, we repent of manipulation and domination and control. And we abdicate and come into our rightful position in the body, in the home, in the workplace. And that does not mean that the women are to be downtrodden. Indeed, it means that when this order takes place, then we will see revival, restoration, healing, miracles, signs, wonders. We will see the glory of the Father arise and our children and our children's children healed and restored. It is time that the sins of the fathers be repented of, but it is also time that the sins of the mothers be repented of. So that women can enter into that which the Father has ordained for them. It is a time restoring truth and Torah and word is restoring the children into their God-given identity, validated by the father of the household or the father of the community. Then these children will no longer seek to understand, who am I? But they will know they were as imparted by the fathers. They will understand their position, where they belong, and they will dwell safely in the land, doing what they were destined to do, because embedded in them is the validation gained by following in the ways of the Most High, by unconditional love and acceptance and recognition and acknowledgement that should come directly from the men, from the fathers in the house. It will create a sound, solid foundation of truth found in the Father's Torah, His Word, His ways for direction, correction, and protection. So that when they are grown men and women, they will not depart from it, but they will walk in a level of maturity that will keep them from following doctrines of demons or a form of religion that tickles the ear. They will be anchored and rooted in truth. But this can only happen when the men and the women humble themselves before the almighty Elohim and allow him to heal them in their brokenness in areas where they suffered greatly. At first glance, this appears to be a gigantic task, a goal that we cannot reach by a people so divided in their doctrines and in their belief 
How can they do it? So diverse in interpretation of scripture and scattered all over, focused only on the preservation of self or more knowledge and I know more and I understand more and I do more. Instead of living it and seeing what it brings forth, healing, restoration, life. When people are on one accord and they turn away from their own agendas and they turn into the ways of Hashem, then we will see truth come forth like never before. Now I want to, I want to speak to you about where it must start. The starting point should be our own homes, there in the heart of family life. We can begin to establish a people consecrated to Yahweh, worshipping him in spirit and in truth. So I pray, how many people have homes that they live in here? You have a home that you live in. You have a home that you live in. So let us endeavor to establish this truth house by house, area in every area we live in, ordering and structuring our homes and our families in such a way that it will become a sanctuary or a mini tabernacle where people will truly serve and worship him in spirit and in truth. Most of us have made a study of the tabernacle and we know how it is designed. If our homes were to become, is it called a mishkan in Hebrew, the tabernacle? So what would be a mini tabernacle if our home should become a mini tabernacle? And it is designed in the same way and it will function in the same way. Great wonders will take place. It will be called what? The Mishkan Katan, is it not? What is the word? <laughs> a, a mini tabernacle. According to the scriptures, I believe you are all familiar with that. The mini tabernacle was a dwelling place for the divine presence of Elohim. Am I right in saying that? And therefore it would be accurate to say that if we have a mini tabernacle, a smaller dwelling, it will be a smaller dwelling for the divine presence of Elohim to dwell in the midst of his people. Only once we have established the solid foundation in our homes will we, we be, in, be able to influence a community, a society, a city, a town, not before that, only when it takes place in the home itself. Nothing will be able to divide, destroy, or weaken us, no matter what comes against us. We will remain standing. Am I correct in saying that, Zach? Am I correct in saying that, all of you that are here? Then say, Baruch Hashem. If we establish that, because the plan of Satan is directed against the home, is directed against the family. 
His tactic is to weaken the bonds of family it was so from the beginning. For he knows if he succeeds in that, he weakens an entire nation. He weakens a people. This tactic succeeded when? When did it succeed first? In the Garden of Eden, when Adam allowed evil to distort the divine order and the divine purpose of Elohim for his house, for his family. And it continues to this day. Adam, the man, the head of the house, the priest of his home, was the main target of Satan because he knew that an entire household, an entire family, and a nation would suffer immensely. Because if he destroys the priest and the head of the household, the prophet, the king of a household, if they are divorced from the ways of Elohim, then an entire family, nation, a people suffers. And they cannot reach their full potential and identity and destiny that Elohim has set aside for them. But if we take up the challenge, who is willing to take up that challenge and say, my home will become a mini tabernacle where the presence of Hashem, where the presence of the Most High dwells, where He rules, where He reigns, and His ways and His laws are adhered to because they are perfect. They are life-giving essence. Who is willing to say, I give my home, I give my family? If we give, if we surrender to the Father and we say, Father, this challenge that is before us, we take up this challenge, we will see the hand of God move mightily on behalf of His people, no matter what chaos or destruction or darkness arises in the earth. We will be like a tree planted in the house of Adonai. We will prosper. We will bear fruit in season. We will have abundant life. We will have abundant provision. We will have great celebration and joy because he is in the midst of us. We may say, but a house is simply a, a, a structure. Yes, it's a structure. And it has some architectural beauty or the design is beautiful. Yes, but it's a dwelling place. And if I interpret the scriptures correctly, there was a dwelling place in the beginning in the wilderness where Elohim dwelt in the midst of his people because he wanted to be in the heart of his people. And the Father wants to be in the heart of his people this very day. And we can come in our great assemblies and we can have these big stadiums filled with millions of people and we can come and we can have praise and worship times and it's wonderful and we can go from there and live our lives the way we did before. Or we can say, Father, we will do it house by house by house by house, family by family by family. So when we study that tabernacle, we see it was a divine structure. There was divine order. 
Everything was precise. The structure, the design, the appearance, the measurements, the materials, the contents were of exact same excellence to the minutest detail. Am I correct in saying that? Baruch Hashem. The priests were chosen, handpicked by Elohim, and they were instructed in all manner of service toward the King of Kings, the Great I Am in every little detail. They were equipped on and trained on how to conduct themselves in the office of servant of Elohim. And each one had to be willing to walk according to the divine pattern of Elohim. No compromise. I'm trusting that his kings and his priests and his prophets will get up. And they will say, we will walk according to the divine pattern of our Elohim. And we know that the tabernacle, that the earthly tabernacle is a shadow of a picture of the things to come. And the wonder we have in celebrating the feasts, Zach also mentioned it, and what it means to us. Each feast has a great significance of our walk with him. As we know that during the time of Pesach, we remember our Redeemer, Yeshua HaMashiach, and what he did for us. And we are redeemed, we are delivered, we are set free. We can be redeemed, set free, and delivered of those, those who are still in bondage. This is the good news. He is the healer, he's the redeemer, he's the deliverer. We know at Shavuot we celebrate the power of the Ruach. He did not leave us orphans. He did not leave us on our own. He gave us the power of his Ruach HaKodesh in order that we can walk in the spirit and not in the flesh and war in the spirit and not in the flesh. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in Elohim to bring down the strongholds. If we walk in the spirit and we war in the spirit, we will see restoration, healing, life, abundance. So we see, oh my, Yeshua is coming. He's coming for a pure bride. May his bride be ready to receive him, his royal priesthood, his holy nation. So when people enter into our homes, they must immediately know that they have come through a doorway that leads to everlasting life. When they come over that threshold, when they meet with us and they enter into our homes, they must know we have entered into a doorway that leads to life everlasting. Because when the Israelites entered through the doorway, we cannot climb over the wall, we enter through Yeshua. What did they see? They immediately saw the altar of sacrifice, the place where the blood of animals was shed. As they moved from there, that there was the laver, and we know they went into the holy place and the most holy place. Is this not a clear picture of what our homes and our families should look like? The doorway into our home become the becomes the threshold of eternal life for all who enter there. 
and at the heart of our home, the table where we keep his Shabbat, where we celebrate his feast and we gather around it, should that not be the altar of sacrifice where people can come and that where they can lay down sin, where they can lay down wrongdoing, where they can be equipped, where they can be taught, where they can be healed, where they can be embraced, where they can be nurtured, where they can be taught the ways of Hashem. When they sit at our tables, it must be a time when you sit at your table, you speak of it. When you rise up, you speak of him. When you go by the way, you speak of him. Is that not what the word says? When you are sitting there at your table, they must learn about him and who he is and his ways that are perfect. And healing must take place around those tables. And every house should be a house where the, the power of the Ruach HaKodesh should be evident. A place where people can come to wholeness, where there's love and compassion, where the heartbeat of our very Elohim pulsates there in that place and where they can come and know they are embraced, where they can know if I do not have a father, I will find a father there because he says, I place the fatherless in families. And if your house is a mini tabernacle and you are the head of your house and you are the father of the house and you are in that order and my children are fatherless, they can come and sit and feast at your table and be healed and you can be a father to them and they can be healed and they can be restored and they can become the men and the women that they were ordained to be and destined to be. I beseech you, men of Elohim, take up your positions and let them come and let them be embraced, the broken, the downtrodden, the fatherless. Let them come and feast at your table. Let them come into your sanctuary, into your tabernacle, where the presence of Hashem dwells continuously, where the menorah, like in the tabernacle, which is what's symbolic of the Ruach HaKodesh, where the spirit of wisdom, where the spirit of counsel, where the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of power, and the spirit of might, and the spirit of knowledge, and the first spirit is so evident that they can feel it and it will transform them it will heal them it will miraculously propel them into destiny the woman the young woman the men the children that are fatherless he says I place them in families I'm praying I'm praying for this and where they can come and the showbread that was there in the holy place. The bread can be broken for them. The manner of the word that gives life. Where they can train, be trained in life skills. Where they can get rid of the habits and the sinfulness. I beseech you, let your home be such a place where they can know the body of Yeshua was broken for them. And by his stripes, we are healed. He was bruised for our transgressions. He was broken for our iniquities. The chastisement that was to be upon him, us, 
came upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Let it be. Let it be. And that worship, the worship where the, the high priest came and that incense that he burned before Elohim is the sign, is the picture of worship. Let it be that in our homes there will be worship unto him day and night, night and day. They can come in and out and in and out of the worshipful presence that brings healing, that restores, that gives life. And oh, what joy when the high priest moved into the most holy place and he had a divine encounter with a great I am. And we can teach them how they should enter into that holy walk with him. How they should enter into meeting with him face to face. Having an intimate walk with him. Knowing that he takes you by the hand and he says, come, I will lead you by the wayside. Where are they going to learn this? They will learn it in the heart of the home. And so I, I ask, are you willing to make your home a mini tabernacle? where the presence of the Most High dwells, where his love is evident and tangible, where it can be felt from the moment that you step into that place, from the moment where you step onto that land, you know that this is a house where he reigns and where his ways are kept. And when the time comes for the celebration of the feasts, they will not wonder where they must go. They will know. That is the house that I can go to. Because it is celebrated there in the way that the Father designed it and desires it. And even as Zach said, I was never blessed. I never had a father. My father died when I was six. And he says, Every Shabbat, take your son or take your daughter. I'm sure he meant the daughters too. And bless them. Bless them. Validate them. And as I've so many times challenged the men and challenged them who have children, do you go up to the mountain to seek the father's faith for your child's destiny? Do you seek his faith for what your child needs to become and who he needs to be? so that you know how to guide him? Do the men go up to Hashem, go up to the Father three times a year in order that they can meet with him face to face, that he can speak to them, they can come? Because when the men are in their position, women, listen to me, when the men are in their position, we can celebrate life because we are protected. We are covered. How can I speak to the men today? Because I acknowledge the authority of the great I am. How can I address the men as a woman? You might ask. I can because I am under the authority of the men of my community who is present here. 
and by divine invitation of the men who invited me, who covers me. Outside of that, I can howl, I can speak, I can declare, I can have such authority. It's meaningless. But if I'm covered by my husband, or I'm covered by the men of the household, I'm covered by the body of men who walk in the ways of Hashem, who follow in the footsteps of Yeshua, I am liberated. Woman, then you can stand up and be liberated. And you no longer have to strive for a position. Or you no longer have to fight for a position. You will know your identity as a woman because you are nurtured, you are loved, you are covered. And single woman and women who are divorced, don't tell me, but I don't have a husband. Your maker is your husband. And if you come under the authority of the men, the bench of three men in your community, three, five, seven, nine men in your community, you will excel greatly. You will be covered. You will protect it. You will do ex great exploits for your king. I'm asking you today, will you make your house a mini tabernacle. For a lack of a better word, you can go and Google it. If Mishkan Katan is the right word, a mini tabernacle, where the presence of Elohim dwells. I pray that you will be willing. I pray that you will be willing. And have I got more time? I don't know. Because if you establish that, then the blessings of Elohim, according to Deuteronomy 28, will start flowing. And from that sanctuary, you can take it to the peoples, to the community, to the nations, to the poor, to the sinner, to wherever the Father sends you. Out of that heart, And for us to know and understand how this house, that mini tabernacle must function so that the broken, the hurt, and the sinner can enter in, we will have to look at our lives. And maybe I should conclude with that. I wanted to do the blessings, but I don't know. Are you still awake? <laughs> we will have to look at how we conduct our lives in every facet of our walk with Elohim. How we conduct ourselves in our covenant marital relationship as husband and wife. How we conduct ourselves amongst the brethren, the congregation of the observant believers. Because we observe the laws of Hashem. We will have to take a good look, hard look at that. How we conduct our affairs in the business world, in the marketplace. How we interact with one another. What are our motives? How do we relate to others and how we see ourselves? We will have to take a hard look at that. 
how do we conduct our ministries, our calling, that we say we have a ministry, we have a calling? Is that in excellence? Is that done in the way that the Father designed it and desires it? Our job, our workplace. Are we good stewards of our finances? And I'm not going to ask for your finances. But do we give where we need to give? And how we need to give? Do we know what the word says and instructs us concerning that? Because we want to reap the blessings. And only can we reap the blessings when we've come into the order of the great I am. Because a house of blessing, a house, a mini tabernacle, is where he reigns. I told you that supremely. Sin cannot make its nest there. Because the words of Yeshua spoken in Matthew 22, 37, is lived out in that house, in the body, in the community. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your strength, your entire mind. It becomes a lifestyle. Not mere words. Your love for him, in Yeshua the Messiah, through the working of his Holy Spirit, will burst forth from your inner being. And it will flow like rivers of life to others. You will smile, like it says in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 to 9. Shema Israel. Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh Echad. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you are to love the Lord your God, Yahweh your Elohim, with all your heart, with all your being, with all your might, your will, and you will have to put effort into it. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, and you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand. Why must you bind it for a sign upon your hand? To guide you continuously. A sign upon your hand that you will be guided. And frontlets between your eyes. Now I'm not going to go into that. The frontlets between your eyes and binding it on your arm. But for me, it must be wisdom, wisdom. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That is, if you do that, you will have a blessing from the Father. Because you honor his order. And the wives submit unto their husbands.
as the word says in Ephesians. And we don't like to study it, but study it. In blood, sweat, and tears, I studied it. Ephesians 5, verse 20 to 24, wives, submit unto your husbands as unto who? Yeshua, your own husbands, for the husband is what? The head of the wife. Even as Messiah is the head of the Israelite congregation and gave himself for it, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the congregation is subject to Messiah, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. To become a woman of honor. He's Ashet Chayil, he's mighty woman of valor. Just come into the order of the Elohim. Come into the order of your community. I pray that from the house, the mini tabernacle, a community will be established where the order of the father will be adhered to in order that the wives, the, 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 the women who are single, the young people can come in under that order. Out of the house to the community. And let the wives be crowned by their husbands as the woman of Proverbs 31. Because the word says the heart of her husband trusts in her because she does him only good all the days of her life. So I want to know from this gathering here if you are willing to establish wherever you come from wherever you are, a mini tabernacle, a home, according to the ways of the great I am. If you are willing to do that in this day, then indeed I believe that restoration can begin in the heart families, communities, and a nation. Because there you will do everything. I'm not going to go through all of these things because it's also a place where parents will be honored. A place where masters will honor their servants according to the word. A place where servants will honor their masters A place where the truth of his word reigns and is taught. A place where the husband takes care of his family and is a good steward of, of all that the father has given him and granted him. And a community where people will be set apart and others will see we are a royal priesthood we are a holy nation. We are a peculiar people. And a place, lastly, for another blessing to take place is the place 
where truly the blessings of the Father will go from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. We know that our Father loves to bless. In number six, we, we read at 24 to 27, how the Father blessed his people. Did he not say? Is it not written? How we bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. And it says, and so my name is written on them. Let his name be written on you. And let it be that in that house you will keep the feasts of the Father and celebrate his feasts. And pray, don't forget to pray for the peace of Yerushalayim. So I'm going to pray. Father, I pray in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, that everyone in this place, O oh Father, will lift up their hearts before you and will in this hour say, that they are willing to return to your ways and walk therein. That they are willing, Father, to seek your face, to study your word, and to live it. So that a people called by your name can be restored and healed and delivered and set free and live out their destiny as you have designed and desired it for each one to live. I pray that in this place, people will submit to you and say, my house will become a mini tabernacle in the wilderness of this life, of this world, where everything that you have said to us, Father, will be implemented with joy and with celebration, with gladness because of who you are, because of who you gave to us, your son, Yeshua. Oh, Abba, I ask that you will heal the hearts of the men. I pray, O oh Father, that you will come and meet with them face to face. I pray that every man will be healed, he will be restored, he will be delivered, he will be aligned, Father, with your word, with your ways, with your will, with your plan, and walk therein. I pray that every man, O oh Father, will be so restored by you and empowered by you with the spirit of wisdom and counsel and understanding and knowledge and the fear of you, that they will shine. They will arise. They will shine so that your glory can rise upon them and that they can become the men that you have ordained for them to be that they can be the father to the fatherless. That they can truly, Father, rule with you 
in the way that you, O oh Father, have set it aside for them to do. That they can run the race with endurance. That they can truly be men of power. That they can be men, O oh Father, of integrity, of honesty. Men who are upright. Men who walk in right standing with you. Men who hear your voice. Men, O oh Father, who do what you command them to do. Men who have the love of Elohim in their hearts. Men who pour out that love, O oh Father, on the people around them. Men who truly institute your laws and your ways and your right rulings and your ordinances from the root of love and the root of truth. So that, O oh Father, all men will see that you are the great I am that I am. I pray that you will heal the hearts of the woman. I pray that the brokenness, O oh Father, will be healed and will be restored in you, Yeshua. You are our healer. I pray that your anointing oil of your healing, the healing balm of Gilead, will come and will restore the woman and heal their brokenness. I pray that the daughters that have fallen by the wayside, that feel that there is no destiny, there is no hope, that they will be brought into the household of the great I am by your love and your mercy and your kindness that will flow from the woman's hearts because they are protected, because they are covered, because they are loved, because they are nurtured in the way that you have, O oh Father, planned it from the beginning. I pray that the sons in your house will come into their full destiny in you, Father, sons and daughters of the Most High, in order that they can be what you have called them to do and fulfill that destiny that you have set aside for them. I thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so I pray, O oh Father, that you will bless your people. Bless them to be a blessing in a world that is in desperate need of the saving grace of Yeshua, our Messiah. Help us to understand your word. Understand one another. Learn from one another. And most of all, that we will love you with all our hearts, with all our strength, with all our mind, and love others as we love ourselves, Father. That men may know that we are your Talmudim, your disciples, because we love. And now, O oh Father, there is faith, there is hope, and there is love. But the greatest of these is love. Thank you for your abundant love and grace.
And I say before you in this day, I love to do your will. I love to walk in your ways. I love to follow in the footsteps of my Rabbi Yeshua HaMashiach and do what he instructs. And I pray it is the same with my brethren and my sisters here. So I pray your blessing, Father, upon them in Yeshua's mighty blessed name. All glory, all honor, all praise to you for the houses that is established as many tabernacles in our midst, wherever we are, in Yeshua's name.